September 25th, the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then, welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of Prop Maga feels like. Well, like, year and a half plus, like, four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new New Girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. <laughs> Can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday premieres September 25th on Fox. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's 666 Park Avenue After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's 666 Park Avenue After Show. What's up, everybody? Bing is for doing, and we are doing it here live at the AfterBuzz Studios for the 666 Park Avenue Season 1 preview. I am Dario Kristen, along with... Kelly. Taylor. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sophia Stanley. Hi, I'm JJ Jorgens. We are really excited tonight because this show has got so much anticipation. We're ready for it to premiere next Sunday night at 10 o'clock on ABC. But we're going to get right into the subject tonight. Let's talk about the cast, guys. So, I mean, obviously, we have some really key members from other shows on this cast. So, JJ, why don't you give us a little breakdown on who Who are some of the key members? All right, here are our players. Okay, well, first of all, it was created by David Wilcox, who is known for Fringe and Law and Order. And it's also from the producers of Gossip. Girl and Pretty Little Liars. I know tons of people are fans of Pretty Little Liars. A lot of drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so first we have Terry O'Quinn from Lost and Hawaii Five-0. He plays Ga- Gavin Doran, and he is married to Vanessa Williams in the show, and she is Olivia Doran um, from Desperate Housewives. Uh, so they are the owners of this apartment building called the um, Drake. So we also have Rachel Taylor from Charlie's Angels. In my opinion, the best part about Charlie's Angels. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> and then Dave Annabelle from Brothers and Sisters. He's coupled with Jane. They are a new couple coming from the Midwest, moving to New York City. Then we have Mercedes Masson. Did I say that correctly? Masson? Masson. Who is Louise Leonard, a fashion photographer. And Robert Buckley from One Tree Hill, who plays Brian Leonard, her husband, who is a playwright. And Eric Palladino as the doorman. And Helena Matson as Alexis. Um, there's also Samantha Jade Logan, who will play a 14-year-old girl with a mysterious gift. So it seems so that they the- took a lot of people from their other ABC shows and cast them as this as well. So mm-hmm. at least they keep it all in the family. I mean, mm-hmm. hello, that's why they have a second network or a second channel called ABC Family. Very true. <laughs> Very true. No, but ABC, I think it's I think it's partly, though, they have, not only do they have amazing shows, but I think this show fits so much in line with 
the stories that they tell. I mean, some of their amazing shows are Revenge, which arguably mm-hmm. you can say 666 Park Avenue in terms of the underlying theme and Revenge are very similar. Even ironically, Once Upon a Time is not, mm-hmm. in fact, a fairy tale. It's rather grim for I, I didn't mean that pun but it's rather <laughs> grim um, and then obviously scandal um, very similar as well where you have have people and what are they willing to do and 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 the secrets that they have and I think it plays very nicely into um, this show as well as the previous characters that these characters have played yeah. Terry Quinn with lost you know a very devious mm-hmm. character um, Vanessa Williams specifically on ugly Betty and desperate housewives plays very a, a very sinister type of a character mm-hmm. um, and then I think it's not a coincidence that I mean this show arguably is fringe plus pretty little liars that's true yeah yeah I mean just from the the, the previews that I've seen I think it, it makes perfect sense sense that they're keeping it within the ABC family. Yeah, and kind of mm-hmm. piggybacking off what you were saying, Sophia, the premise of the show is if you can make one wish, what would it be and what would you do to get it? At the 666 Park Avenue, everyone has a dream and burning desire and what will they do to make it come true? So it's going to have a little bit of wealth, sex, mystery, supernatural, sci-fi. I think it's got some stuff that's going to be really good this season. Mm-hmm. Like and, you were saying, too, I think ABC and ABC Family are both well-known for those kinds of shows, too. So. Yeah. And I think it's a good chance for them to also get maybe a newer audience, the people that like like your American Horror Story and the ones that with a little more grit to them. Because to me, this was a little more appealing than, than some of those other ones. It looks like they kind of took it into a new level, which yeah. I'm excited to see. And I feel like ABC kind of fell off just a little bit after Desperate Housewives, but I'm a little biased because I was a fan of Desperate Housewives. Okay. So I'm looking for another Sunday night big show. Well, this is supposed to be a big mm-hmm. one, and now uh, hopefully, I, I, it's not a watered down supernatural. I want, I want to see some, yeah. I want to see some heads cut off. I want to <laughs> see oh, a little man, bit I of disagree. blood. I disagree. Actually, I, the funny thing is, I actually strongly disagree because I actually think that that's um, actually I'm not going to filter. That's amateurish. Like that's actually low level. It's very easy to get a reaction by simply throwing blood or cutting someone's head off. There is a completely different type of thriller that gets in your head that you literally can't see what's happening, where the the hair on the back of your head stands up because you don't know what's going to happen. And what could happen could simply be that you walk into this amazing building. Think about it. The whole premise, right, is 666 Park Avenue. It's this building that anyone would figuratively and literally die to live in, right? Yeah. And that as you enter, everything is so glossy and so nice. So your defenses are down, right? You think you've you've entered paradise. But arguably, there are going to be several times when they sense that something's wrong. But because of their desire to stay at 666 Park Avenue, or really it's 999 Park Avenue technically, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. But they're going to continue to make decisions because of what that entails. And obviously in a place like New York as well as other places, your your address is almost – as important as your reputation. It, it dictates so much. It's your, it's your calling card. Um, so I think that that type of fear where it's simply shadows and, and music and, and, and the actual characters more so than someone taking out a, you know, machete and cutting the head off, someone's head off. That to me is so much scarier. And that is 
for me, that's adult thriller versus horror. To me, you know, that's why I think there are two different genres. I don't think it's uh, horror. I think it's it's suspense thriller and not a horror show. JJ, I'm yeah. actually hoping that it's a combination of the two. That's to be honest, because yeah. I love I love horror stories and I, I I do love the Dexter's and the American Horror Story and the ones that get a little gritty. But I also, as a kid, remember the movie that scared the crap out of me was The Shining, and I just yeah. remember. Or, I mean, there was gore in there too, but yeah. just the running through the maze, like those kind of things that was just I was terrorized you know so I hope it's a good balance of, of maybe a little both yeah I agree that's what I was going to kind of say I, I didn't really I you're right Sophia I, I do want a storyline but I do want a little bit of, of guts and, and gore combined last night we're in Los Angeles California and last night I went to the Hollywood Cemetery hence why I have our special <laughs> spirit uh, candle here of Jesus will, will ward away all the evil spirits so he will be joining us for the episodes this season so you will see him throughout the three episodes but that I went and saw The Exorcist going back to that and it had that combination of a little bit of the gore but it also had a great storyline so I'm hoping that ABC does not water it down and just make it just this kind of fun kind of show I want it to be I, I want to hear I want to see some a combination of, of both mm-hmm. things I'm going to be the lawyer for a minute. Uh-oh. <laughs> they know they have standards and practices. So, and I could be completely wrong. There's a certain level of gore you're not going to get because it's not going to oh, get sure. past standards and practices. Right. However, I don't necessarily think that means it's watered down. And that's my point. Simply because there's not blood and gore doesn't mean it's going to be a fun show. Right. Because arguably even, I think that Vanessa Williams in one of her interviews, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but she said that the show is basically The Shining and Rosemary's Baby, but with the Classics. glow of ABC. And I still contend that that glow and that gloss is sometimes scarier than blood, yeah. Because I agree it with that. exactly because yes. you it. Ugh, I, I think it's part it's of the one show. One of those things where, like, when you're home by yourself, it's kind of like you don't know what's behind you, or you turn on mm-hmm. all the lights. That kind of scary is what I'm looking for. But with a little, with a, but there's so much competition that that ABC will have. I mean, we have the supernatural on CW that combines both. You know, a little bit of blood and gory, but it has a great storyline. You have The Walking Dead. You know, you have these different shows that you have the Sci-Fi Channel that always features these <laughs> combination of both so that's what i want to see i, in this I show still too. contend and i know Especially we didn't i know we and daryl t- let me know when we need to move on i think one of the things that we didn't mention ironically as a cast member mm-hmm. is new york right i think that new york and the architecture one, yeah. of the actual building the building itself is a character it's yeah. part of the cast and i think that in line with that it really is that sexy sophistication and i think that even terry o'quinn and i'm gonna mess up the quote but he basically said not everyone can make it here Right. And I think that's the over, you know, that's the theme of New York. And I think it's partly because New York is that weird mix of grit and then gloss. But in this, you know, upper Manhattan, you know, not even apartment building, because that's that isn't descriptive of what 666 mm-hmm. Park Avenue is. But I think that that gloss is actually the goriness of the show, mm-hmm. because I think that that's going to play itself out in the fact that everything looks so shiny and it's not. It's almost Stepford Wives. Esque, right. yeah. which again, I actually personally I find that very scary. Well, because I, I want to see you coming. You I can see, yeah. see a serial. I can see Chucky coming at me, like for <laughs> lack of a better word. But seriously, I can see like a mad, crazy person running at me. I'm really fast. Yeah, I don't think I can see Terry O'Quinn or Gavin 
coming for me. I don't know if I can see that. No, I think I, on one of the trailers they did show like the wall actually sucking this guy and bringing him in. So there's a I good point about too. the building being another character, and which is a real building in New York City called the Ans- Ansonia. Ansonia. So I think that's interesting too. You're not just on like uh, a, a set or small little. If you're in a huge building like that in New York, and that's, there's really a, a good kind of juicy way for that that building to be a great character. And you mentioned Terry O'Quinn. So to give a little bit of backstory, Terry and his wife, who's played by Vanessa Williams, uh, Terry's character is actually Gavin Duran, and Vanessa Williams' character is Olivia Duran, and they own the 666 building. Mm -hmm. And there's a a Midwest couple played by um, Jane Van Van Veen um, and Henry Martin, and they move in from the Midwest. She is an inspiring, it looks like architect, uh, architect and he is a he works for the in politics, right? The mayor's staff is what he works for. Is what it says, a member of the mayor's staff. And they move into the building, and um, they are presented with an opportunity from what we see to maybe possibly take their career or advance things to another level by this granted wish that possibly Terry O'Quinn's character Gavin uh, will give them. So we don't know yet if he if he's the devil or if he works for the devil. So I'm, I'm interested to find out where that develops. And he offers them to, they're going to be the managers of the building. The managers of the mm-hmm. building. So that should be pretty exciting. So that's, that's. I found actually something really interesting too, um, speaking about that. Uh, I, I, we always talk about 666 and we always have used that and we're terrorized by freaking 666. But what the heck does 666 mean? I really didn't know. So I went in Wikipedia to look up what it actually says. So this, I'm going to make this as short as possible. But it says the number 666 comes directly from the worship practices of the city of Babylon about the time of the Bible prophet Daniel. The people of Babylon worshiped gods that were associated with the sun, moon, visible planets of our solar system and certain uh, and certain numbers of the stars involved with the practice of astrology. The Babylonians were the principal developers of astrology as we know it today. And in their worship system, they had 37 supreme gods. And one of these gods associate, was associated with the sun and the other uh, were associated with other gods. Uh, in an in overall nutshell, uh, they, to, they counted their gods and assigned a, a count number to each one of the gods, which was 36, and then added up all these numbers of the 36 gods, which ended up being the number two assigned to each one of the gods of a lesser god. Long story. Uh, Some of the numbers from one to 36, if you add those up, it equals 666. So basically, these numbers were used to ward away evil spirits for the gods. So... It's it's interesting because we associate 666 with being this devilish thing, but it actually was for the gods to protect them from other spirits. So, um, you know, it's that's I think I think it's pretty interesting yeah. myself. Um, but before we get started as well, I also want to remind people to go into iTunes and to rate and comment for us. We're going to be doing this show each week on Sunday nights, and we definitely want to hear your comments on how the show can be made better. What you Tell us what you like and dislike. Uh, we want to know. We definitely read all the comments, and, and definitely we'll take note to that as we are putting together more shows in the future. All right, so let's go to expectations. We're not going to talk about six six six. Oh yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> sorry, people. I'm. I will, if if you haven't noticed, the reason I have a cross on is because I'm a troublemaker, so I wear a cross to ward off evil spirits in my own head all the time. No, I'm just joking. But I think also it's really important because again. 
I think this show has two layers. And so the actual address of the building is 999 Park Avenue. Right. Right? And that's why when they show the shadow, the shadow is at its 666. Right. So 999 is its public image. And then 666 is the underlying demons or potential evil spirits that are, are really running the building. But I think that what's really important about what you said is I think there's always a denotative and a connotative value or definition to everything, yeah. right? So 666 being warding off evil spirits means that there's evil spirits to be warded off, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that normally, whether or not it's, you know, religious connotation or any type of horror thriller genre, there's always an intersection of good and evil, right? Even if it's just superhero sh- like movies or superhero TV shows. And I think that's what it symbolizes. Mm-hmm. So the 666 from a connotative value is the mark of the devil. Like that's what it is. So it, 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 the denotative value may be that it wasn't that bad, but arguably there are several people who believe that numerology, astrology, which is what 666 is, is in itself demonic. Right. Because it's beyond the scope of what, I don't want to make this too religious, but it's beyond (laughs) the scope of the religious purview. And that's why even certain things like psychics and in certain religious philosophies, psychics are the devil because they can foresee things that other people can't see. Or they can see spirits beyond what other people see because the whole premise, not to be like, hey, see your candle, hey, Jesus, is that there's only (laughs) one God, at least if we're going to talk about the realm of Christianity versus multiple gods, that in of itself is demonic. So I think that that all is going to come to play in the standpoint that it's the intersection where people obviously come with good intentions. And I think that people come to New York to live out their dreams, which in Mm -hmm. on its face is always a good thing. Right. But then there always comes a point potentially if you're aspiring for something great that you have to decide if you're going to be honorable and get to your your goal and potentially it could take a little bit longer or you're going to take some shortcuts and sell your soul, which I think is the underlying premise of this whole show, and potentially get there quicker, but there's always a price to be paid. Right. Well, we were talking about this Mm -hmm. a little bit earlier because the three of us are from the Midwest. Mm -hmm. So I, I... was one of those people who moved to New York from the Midwest. And it's true. It's, you know, New York is such a fast paced city. It's, it's like, what are you willing to do to make it there? Are you willing to give up your soul? You know, are you willing to give up all your values that you learned from the Midwest and become this whole different person? Oh, that explains mm-hmm. that I'm from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. You're on the East Coast. Like, you have no problem selling your soul. <laughs> no, no. The difference, and can I, Let me move the that candle is, over there. Say, no, and can I say the difference? I think the difference is we're very aware. Right. And I think that's the difference. And I think that's why it's not a coincidence that the two characters are from the Midwest. It's that perception of naivete right. versus people on the coast. We know we know the get down. So at the end of the day, we see you coming and we actually are going to ask you because then I think you can see, even though it's very small clips, but there's obviously a clip when um, Vanessa Williams character Olivia basically, you know, is going to buy a four thousand dollar dress for Jane. Mm-hmm. Right. That right there is a choice. Mm-hmm. To me, as a Bostonian, you don't let someone you just met buy you a $4,000 dress unless you expect that they want something from you. Mm-hmm. I don't care what their response is. Nobody does anything out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah, they in debt to that completely, person. Completely, you're indebted to that person. And That's so true. I think that 
it only could come, no disrespect, but from someone from the Midwest. Because a New Yorker... Uh, I don't know, that's a little... Yeah, I know, I don't believe that You might that not want to start that on Well, you guys started it. You guys I mean, started it. three against one. Yeah. True, but yeah. Bostonian can take three. So, I think, though, but I think that's why I, I the characters are from the Midwest, because I think that it shows. And granted, though, it's going to come back, and Jane is going to be investigatory, and she's going to figure things out that other people didn't, and ask questions that other people don't. But I think that's why those characters are from the Midwest, because... With storytellings, you always take extremes. And the extreme is that New York is a hard city where people see each other coming and they're always asking, what do you For want sure. from me? Yeah. Versus with this characters, I think. And that's why they said, are you sure that this is ours? That should have been clue number one. And well, there's going to be clues all the way through that they had choices at each moment to decide if they were going to go back. Not necessarily to the Midwest, but to not move forward with this venture. Right. JJ, you were going to say something. What, what were you going to throw in there when she said that comment about the Midwest? <laughs> no, you just you you started just start it. a little argue with me with the Midwest. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, clearly other characters are not from the Midwest living in the building as well, and they're still doing the, the you know, the they're still making the same choices. And they're actually, I can't remember what the one thought that I was going to say was when I yeah, type no, in. No, and I, I mean, I agree with a portion of what you're saying, Sophia. I think that there is a a simpleness to a Midwest, per, Midwest person moving to a New York City because of the fact of what you're exposed to. It depends on where you're from, from the Midwest. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But... I think that sure, there's a portion to that that you you move to New York and it's overwhelming and you have to make the choice of where you want to where you want to be and who you want to be. But there are a lot of people from the Midwest who are you know make the right choices and kind of like JJ mm-hmm. was saying, the cast also is is a, com- a combination of people who are already New Yorkers or in the East Co- or from the East Coast who are still making some of those devilish mm-hmm. choices as well. So I think where maybe where they say the the two characters that are from the Midwest, it kind of gives a sense that people are small-minded, yeah. kind of, in the U- in the uh, Midwest. And then New York is one of those cities where it kind of eats you alive. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you take a small-town girl or guy and you put them in that big city, and mm-hmm. you, then that's where they make the choice at. But I think with the characters, there's clearly like a division in the sand with some of them where they're already on the good side or the bad side and it's just we have to wait to see how it plays how it out, plays mm-hmm. out. well speaking of midwest something that i used to do with my family was watch a lot of sitcoms so i know we all like a little bit of a good sitcom sometimes and for fox premiere tuesdays mm-hmm. it's stacked with a bunch of sitcoms first they have zoe deschanel who's back for her new season of new girl um then we have uh, ben and kate which is a new series from the producers of new girl then after that they're going to do another episode back to back with um, Zoe again for New Girl and premiere the new episode of Mindy Kaling from The Office uh, for her new show, The Mindy Kaling Project. Uh, So it looks like Tuesday night is going to be pretty exciting. It all starts September 25th at 8 p.m. So if you want a good laugh, make sure to tune in to Fox Tuesday premiere night for all of those fun, exciting shows. All right, let's move on to Mm -hmm. expectations. So, Sophia, what are some of your expectations that you have for the show this season? Um, I think the show is going to be absolutely amazing. And I think that the reason being is just from the small previews that we've seen, that you can really see that both Jane, both of the main characters that have come from the Midwest, they were selected on purpose. That there is something that they both have that... Olivia and um, and Gavin both Gavin. want, mm-hmm. and I think it's twofold. I think that there is there is something even 
Um, I'm going to kind of jump forward a bit, but supposedly there's a Halloween episode where basically they do an homage to the birds. Mm, okay. And Jane's character sees the birds and she's the only one who can see them. That's number one. Number two, there were other scenes where she goes in the basement and she sees some tile work that could potentially be demonic and, and she continues to research and finds things about the building. That is something that you would always want to control. Mm-hmm. If there is someone who's a little bit more insightful than anyone else, then you want them close to you, mm-hmm. right? And I think mm-hmm. that's basically why you can see that Gavin basically tells his wife to basically befriend her. Mm-hmm. As well as the fact that you can see that even with Martin, he potentially is grooming Martin to be his second. So I think that the entire episode or the entire season is basically going to play out. What does Jane know and where is she going to fall with her knowledge and her foresight into the history of the building? Mm-hmm. And basically whether or not Martin is potentially going to become Gavin's second because how could you not want to, on the surface, run one of the most desirable addresses in not only in all of New York, yeah. but arguably New York is still the center of the world, prime at least from estate. a financial mm-hmm. perspective. It's yeah, prime sure. real estate, as well as the power and the privilege that the building and that address pulls. And I think that's also the underlying premise is not just evil, but that building in of itself has power from how we view social standing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to play out and I think it's it's going to get juicy and I feel like this Midwest couple is going to give these, you know, upper socialites a run for their money. I agree. JJ, what yeah. about you? No, I agree with all you said. And I think that what's going to be interesting to watch, too, is different characters have different um, symbolism to them. You know, they said the uh, Alexis is going to be the symbol of obsession. And there's something I'm curious to see what the uh, story is going to show with. Be- I think she's going to come between Gavin and um, Olivia or mm-hmm. has some sort of history with them that, you know, we don't know what it is yet. So I, I think I'm looking forward to all the little kind of little surprise pieces that are going to come along along the way and um, just see how it all plays out. out. Yeah. What about you? That's exactly what I was going to say. Because it's from the producers of Gossip Girl and Pretty Little Liars, that's exactly how they normally work. There's stories inside of stories inside of stories. So you're watching the big picture and then all these little things unfold with the different characters. So that's really what I'm hoping to see and see how everything plays out. Well, for me, there are two characters that I'm really interested in. Um, Tony DeMoyo, who is playing... Uh, actually, his character's name is Tony DeMoyo. He's played by Eric Palladino. He is the resident doorman. And the doorman, to me, living in New York City, the doorman <laughs> knew all the information that was going on. So I, I'm interested to see how he plays out in this in these episodes because he's obviously going to have a lot of insight and information that other people don't know. So I, I really want to see where his character goes. And also the young 14-year-old little girl, played by, <laughs> her name is Nona Clark, uh, played by Samantha Logan. I'm, I'm excited to see where her character goes, too, because she has these outside psychic powers that are developing that are going to be developed for the show so I want to see where they go with that too so I think there's a lot of a lot of storylines that are going to be be shown throughout Mm -hmm. the season yeah and they showed a lot of um, you know ghosts and other you know supernatural things in the building too that will play in into the whole storyline as well and I'm I'm curious to see what is Gavin the devil? Is he working yeah. for somebody else that's the devil? What What is the role? I'm yeah. gonna, can I make a prediction? Or are we not doing predictions? <laughs> Let's hold that. Let's hold okay. that for a second. All right. I, okay. Um, you also, but you had something. Well, you might have mentioned it a little bit before with with um, the storyline about the birds, the birds and the. Oh yeah. Well, um, yeah. No, I, I think that I think that what they're they're 
trying to do, and it seems like they're doing an effective job just from um, the clips that I've seen. I, you know, I go on like ABC.com all the time. I'm actually very partial to almost all of ABC shows. Um, but I, I think why. that what they're doing, pardon? I said, I wonder why. Oh, well, because I'm a gladiator. I'm like, you're the one who threw it there. Don't love it up. You know, best show ever. So I actually feel very, no, but I actually can see that the that the intensity of the show is very similar to Scandal, very similar to Revenge, um, very similar to even Once Upon a, T- on a Time in terms of the fact that it is a complex cast, but more importantly, that I think they understand amazing storytelling. Yeah, for sure. And you really can't get better than Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. I think he... He told a story in a way where he got into the minds not only of characters, but in so doing, got in, into your own mind. And that no matter how how devious or how good a character was, it was never one-dimensional. So even bad guys you rooted for, and even good guys sometimes you didn't root for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there's a Halloween episode coming up, and it's supposed to be a big masquerade ball. Just from, you know, from what I can see from the show, obviously that's going to be like the invite of the year. Of the like, year, that's yeah. where everyone yeah. wants to be. Yeah. It's going to be a masquerade ball, which, again, I think has a lot of symbolism. The fact that you're hidden, mm-hmm. the fact that no one knows who you are. However, um, Jane, instead of coming, you know, with a mask, she comes as the main character from The Birds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, from what I read, basically there's a scene where there actually are birds, but only she can see them. Okay. And mm-hmm. so it's a question of whether or not she's crazy. And I'm just kind of going out on a limb, but I think that's going to start to be one of the first breaks with her relationship because, again, who do you believe? If you're dating someone and all of a sudden they're telling you they see birds that you don't see and they're saying, mm-hmm. I'm not crazy, do you believe everyone else that says, oh, they may be crazy? Or do you believe your gut because you're in a relationship with someone? And I right. think that things of that nature are going to continue to happen and I think that's what Alfred Hitchcock was it got in your head that everything you thought you knew or decisions you thought you were going to make when when faced with it you actually may make a different decision and I think that's why I'm just totally looking forward to the whole season but specifically that Halloween episode because I think that's going to be the first that's going to be the first line in the sand yeah Alfred Hitchcock obviously played the the ultimate mind game with everyone so uh, it kind of is a combination to me it's like Alfred Hitchcock meets The Shining so Mm -hmm. very similar Mm -hmm. storyline and that's one of my favorite horror movies because that's also a mind game you know completely completely. a haunted mind game Yeah, that's why we have our can but that's why. But also, but, uh, but I mean, also, um, uh, Jane's character, the uh, the actual actress, when she was giving interviews, she said, you know, at first she didn't have a problem with the whole six six six, you know, until they basically started taping, and then she started to get a little superstitious. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I'm I just said it, and it kind of freaks me out. Like I'm definitely one of those people. That's why I keep mentioning it's nine 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 Park Avenue <laughs> or six 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 Park Avenue, um, because I think that that's what they're playing on. Right. They're playing on, you know, I still can't say R E D R U M. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm not trying to be a dork, but, it, you know, I think there's I things you. of that nature that no matter how young or how old you are, everyone I say that and people know what I'm talking about. Do you do Candyman in the mirror? <laughs> I did. And uh, Bloody Mary. I yeah. did all that stuff. I never did anything. Thank you. I never did. But I will not mess with a Ouija board. To this day, I, I will not mess with a Ouija board. <laughs> but you'll do... Candyman in the mirror. You know, those, that's that's all fictitious. <laughs> oh, you know, but a well, Ouija board. If that thing ever moves while I'm moving it, it's a, it's a wrap for me. Like I don't, I don't even want to invite. Is real. No, see, I've played the Ouija board before, but I've always thought that the other person. I kind of blame it on them. Like you're moving it. Stop yeah. moving it. <laughs> Just the thought that I don't know if that's the, the real answer that that freaks me out enough. All right, well, let's move into some predictions. So. 
JJ. Oh, well, let's do a prediction music. You're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Well, well, well. I, you know, I'm going to have to go ahead and side with, with my Midwestern girl. And I think that... Jane is just going to really um, – I think she's going to be great in the show. And I think she's going to um, really, uh, like you kind of said, give um, Olivia and Gavin a run for their money and really uh, challenge them. And I think that's what I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, you know, you know, it's hard for me to say a prediction on this one because there's just so, so – It's many. Yeah. There's just so much unknown at this point, you know, uh, that uh, I'll have some more after I watch the premiere. Sophia? <laughs> Um, my prediction is that Gavin, it's almost like, and there's been several storylines in other movies and other TV shows that are like this. It's almost like you have to pass on the torch. So even like how you, when you have, um, I'm going to, I'm getting my biblical references messed up, but basically he's the gatekeeper, right? Mm -hmm. And then he has to eventually pass the torch on to someone else and it keeps moving. So the actual physical body of the person, it actually doesn't matter whether or not he's the devil or he's the devil's helper. He's the gatekeeper. As long as he basically has the power to take your soul and basically enforce a punishment, that to me is the devil, right? So even if there are multiple people like him, that is the devil. And I think that there's we're going to side with him or feel for him because at one time he was a normal human being. Mm -hmm. So in the same way that Martin is a normal human being and potentially he's grooming him to take over for him, that's that's the whole duality because someone can't entice you over to the dark side unless they can connect with your humanity. Right. So I feel that not only is he the devil, at one time he wasn't necessarily so evil. He was a normal person who was faced with the same choice, mm -hmm. chose incorrectly, and now is in the position that he's in. And that's his price that he has to pay, that he now has to take more souls. Mm, I like that. Take more souls. What about yourself? What do you think? Oh, well, right now I think it's a little too early <laughs> for me to give any predictions. I'm excited about the cast. They all um, have been on other shows that I've watched in the past. So they've been pretty good actors and actresses. So I just think, um, I mean, and it's on ABC and it's Sunday night. They have big shoes to fill because they really don't have a big hit Sunday night show. So I just think... It'll be a good thing. But to Revenge watch and see is what moving. Happens. I think that's going to be great for the for the lineup. Sure. Revenge and then and then sixty six Park Avenue. It's a great yeah. Sunday night. Mm -hmm. It's a great Sunday night. Well, well they'll my, have me. Oh, you said, <laughs> what'd you say? They'll have me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my prediction is that Terry O'Quinn will be revealed very early on if he is the devil or not the devil, and I, I have a feeling that he is not the devil. I think he is going to be one of the just the the gatekeeper for the devil. So that's my prediction. So yeah, I agree with that one. now, where can everybody be found, uh, Sophia? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sophia Stanley F S O F I A Sophia Stanley on Twitter, and I'm at JJ Jurgens on Twitter and at jjjurgens.com. I'm on Twitter at Kel Kapowski K E L L underscore Kapowski. You can find me at Daryl Kristen. Um, I'm on Twitter at Daryl, D-E-R-R-I-A-L, last name C-H-R-I-S-T-O-N, also same name under Facebook. You have watched the first taping for Season 1 Preview, 666 Park Avenue. Be sure to tune in next Sunday for the full episode recap that we'll be doing at 11 p.m. Pacific Time. We're looking forward to seeing you guys again, and don't forget to rate and comment on iTunes, and we look forward to seeing you. 
From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.